What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 256, guys. I'm here with Griffin. I know, right? <laughs> I'm here with Trav. And we're installing Riddler OS with Adam. That's it. Yeah, we, we pulled six. a fucking... Uh, it's crazy, yeah, man. Cool. Lined up. We're watching Batman. Batman. Yeah, we pulled an audible here. We were going to do... We uh, an alliance? Yeah, we made a pact, yeah. you know? Blood the way God intended it? Yeah, yeah. America Psycho be next week. Still watched it. Still enjoyed it. Yeah, Watch I think again, I got more. You know, yeah, for real, man. I I, th- I got more out of it this time than than I have in the past. It's been a while. I'll say that it has been a while, but it feels very relevant. Yeah, I'll I'll just leave it at that. So but anyway, got a, a private screening on Monday. I went on a Monday. I went on a Sunday, and, and he went on a Monday. Got him a private screening. <laughs> yesterday yeah yeah so it's 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 super fresh for trav right like are you still on that high uh sure yeah i mean it was it it was not the movie i was expecting yeah absolutely right absolutely so i went and watched it opening weekend which was what march the I think so. That weekend. Somewhere in there? Yeah. Yeah, That weekend, yeah. Uh, So it's been about, what, two weeks? Two or three weeks now since I've seen it. But, um, you know, I'm still going to say that this might be my favorite Batman film. Like, I'm personally, me, I very, very much enjoyed this film. Like, a fuck ton. Um, I love the way that they did Riddler. I love the way that that they did Penguin. I love the way that he's a fuck up. How they did Batman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's a. We actually get to see you know you know we kind of saw Batman man. It wasn't no Bruce Wayne play at all. Yeah, I thought I thought it was the best written Batman film by far. Yeah, and that's no fucking. I saw a thing that that was really interesting the other day that uh, this guy said that the Dark Knight is one of the greatest films ever made, but not one of the greatest Batman films. Never really considered that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, I would I would agree with that opinion. It's Heath Ledger's performance. Yeah. You know, and the well, fact and that it, it's a one and done to it can never be done again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That um, yeah. I, I personally didn't want the, like, the first half of this movie to end. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I really liked. I re- like they. He said he was gonna give us the detective Batman, and they definitely did. And I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I I loved how like the clues they're trying to figure everything out. He goes, and it's so comic book as fuck, yeah, right? Like he, he yeah, yeah. He has to go over here. He has to talk to this person for a little while, and they give him a little bit of information. So now he has to go over here and talk to this dude, and then they give him a little bit of information. You know, whenever you read a really good detective-style Batman story, it's a lot of him running around asking questions, trying to figure shit out. It's a carpet tool. Carpet tool. Yeah, yeah. I I like, and it was something I brought up with uh, Adam. I liked liked how they, 
they had him use the contacts. Yeah, that was probably that was cool. my favorite part of his low file or not low file, but like his low tech type thing. Like yeah. he had he had little bits of like you could tell where he funneled his money into yeah. Yeah. that chassis. <clears throat> but uh the uh the the Batmobile engine and the 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 quote unquote spy tech that he has. Yeah, yeah. Uh loved how loved how it like showing how infallible he is, you know, he, he, he doesn't have a photographic memory. So he's just constantly looking at everything and then he yeah. just reviews the footage. Yeah. And it's but, fucking... it, but, but they still show you that he's on point and it looks yeah. cooler Where... than if he took his phone out. He's like, let me film this. Hang on. You know, like, <laughs> well, well, you know, like, like one of the, one of the shots too, uh, because I really like that this movie didn't treat the audience like they were stupid. Like, we didn't sit and get anybody's backstory. Yeah. And yeah. I like that we hit the ball running with that. Or hit the ground yeah, running like with it's that. Like, it's Batman. Go. Um, yeah. You know but, the story. But, you know, two years in, you're hearing the monologue, which was amazing. Yeah. That was probably yeah. the most Batman part about the movie. Um, among other things. But, like, he, you know, he's explaining all of this, you know, how... You know, he's two years in, but even though Gotham uh, Police Department isn't, like, quite on his side, though, when he shows up, everybody takes notes. Like, the forensic team is like, holy shit, this guy's good, to the point where he'll go stand somewhere for a second, and then when he walks off, you know, you'll see the people run up there and start just snapping photos everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of that, like, the what I really liked how we we've done the year one Batman stuff. We've done kind of the veteran Batman stuff. Like we've kind of played in all these different pools and it's interesting to see them do this, you know, this year two version of Batman to where um, he is very mistake heavy Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of the things that he's doing. Um, And then actually have repercussions of his mistakes You know, because, like, I mean, you can kind of say that, like, the repercussions of, like, him making mistakes and not being being the best that he could be, there's some of that that does happen in some of the other Batman films, like Harvey Dent. But, like, that has to happen. You know what I mean? The Harvey Mm -hmm. Dent thing has to happen because he's got to become Two-Face. He's, you know, that, that, but, like, flooding the entire fucking, or the majority of the city. Yeah. Like if he would have followed the clues, if he would have paid attention, yep. like he he would have caught this, he would have saw this coming, and he could have stopped it. You know, yeah, that's what was um, crazy when dude was like, whenever he came there, and he's like, you don't know what happens. He's like, no, this is all wrong. Like, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to know. Like you're supposed to come here, and we could watch it together and be safe. Yeah, and he's like, wait a minute, you think I'm like helping you, motherfucker? Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that, you that, have, and then you think about it. It's like, yeah, he did. He just helped him kill all those people, <laughs> kind of. Well, yeah, yeah right. the, the the overarching theme of him not really inspiring hope in yeah. his first two years, and realizing that, like, he instead of quote unquote vengeance, he's got to become quote unquote justice. Well, even yeah. seeing yeah. him the make Asian that that he saves is like, please don't hurt me, and it's like, motherfucker's Batman. Yeah, yeah. and him and him making the 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 conscious decision to change instead of pursuing and constantly beating up people like and it got signified when he drops down into the into the water slots the flare and starts guiding people out yeah and that's more that like 
the the movie's high notes were not were not covered in like explosions or CGI yeah. or any of that. And that was that was the most refreshing thing out of a superhero movie lately is that this movie was very like I I would argue this like a, a, a like younger audiences wouldn't like they probably would find this movie boring. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, and and that's I mean it's just after ten ten plus years of bang explosion, yeah, you know all this crazy shit that Marvel has kind of built up, and then you've got like what Snyder eventually was released as, you know, the, his version of justice league and what he was trying to do. Um, I can definitely see how it comes off, but here's one thing that like, that I wanted to ask you guys. So one of the biggest complaints with, with Batman was, and I already know where I stand on this. And I've already talked to Adam about this was his portrayal of Bruce Wayne. What did you think of his portrayal as Bruce Wayne, Trev? I didn't have a problem with it because he wasn't Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he ain't Bruce Wayne. Most yet. of the movie, He's like he, yeah. like that's that's the thing about Pattinson's performances. I think we have more Batman in the cow sequences oh, in yeah. this movie than any other film. Yeah, he's only Bruce Wayne, and you could count on on one hand how many times you see him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and they even show you at the beginning of the film with him being such a recluse and everything, which this early on in his career as Batman, I could see where he, you know, it it balances into him figuring out what he's got to do to maintain this lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't like Um, know that Bruce Wayne is like an asset yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. Cause we even, you know, we even had, you know, that type of thing brushed on in the Nolan films. Yeah. Uh, they didn't sit and just expand on it kind of in the ways they did in this film. But yeah, uh, Bruce Wayne didn't really go around a whole lot in those other films. Yeah. Uh, he had maybe one or two moments here and there, but he wasn't... Like, they even touch on him being a recluse in The Dark Knight Rises at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand why people are necessarily upset, other than just visually with the whole angsty guy look. Which I mean, think about where he's at in his life right now. He's yeah. just become Batman. He's he, like he's still in the two. Like he even says it in the film. In the two years that he's been doing this shit, he doesn't even know if he's even making a dent. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention well, somebody tried to blow him up. Uh, yeah, hurt Alfred. Yeah. I thought Alfred, dude, when that bomb went off, I was like, "Are we for real gonna kill Alfred?" Yeah, I, I know he's. I know this. This is probably the one Batman film where I where Batman gets shot left and yeah. fucking right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and well, at close range too. Like, yeah, for his suit to supposed to be like this low end whatever. Uh, Bruce is funneling his cash into what he needs, and he he he's seemingly bulletproof. Yeah. So a lot of people are are having the um under under the opinion that like they didn't like the way that he portrayed uh Bruce Wayne because um it was basically 
you know, Batman out of the mask, like his attitude, his demeanor, his, how he presented himself and all this kind of stuff. And then that's where I come on and I'm like, but that's that's Batman. That's, that's what's, well, but that's the point. That's one of the major points in the film, in my opinion, because Alfred explains to him multiple times, like, look, there's certain things that, that Bruce Wayne has access to that Batman could acquire access to, but it's going to be a very lengthy and aggravating process when Bruce Wayne can just make things happen because he's, he's a personality. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, with the direction that they're taking the film, if we're going to do a time jump, let's say we do a time jump of like five years between this movie and the next film. I think that you're going to see a much more traditional version of, of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know, I th- I think that it's going to be him, man about town, yeah. hanging out with the chicks, Running like the, you know the the, 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 the foundation, yeah, yeah you know, whining and dining until the signal hits the sky, and yeah, exactly, fucking going after people, yeah, and um, I, and I like that they they actually introduce some some actual character building to Batman. In this in in this film, in my opinion, and don't get me wrong, like Nolan did it, and and Burton did it. You know that they, they they had some type of like character development for the, for Bruce Wayne and Batman, but I feel like they started with such a solid foundation in this film, where like it's Batman that screws up. He there's actual consequences to a lot of his actions and like what he's trying to do, and you see that come full force at the end of the film, where you know the dude says I I'm vengeance, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So you see the consequences of his actions come full, full circle. And then, um, him realizing like, all right, his family did something. His parents aren't perfect, whether you believe it or not, like all this kind of stuff, it gives him a platform now to grow, to become a better Batman, to become a better Bruce Wayne. And like the the comics have been, you know? Yeah. And and comics have been running for almost a hundred years, right? Like I think nineteen was it nineteen thirty or nineteen forty when the first Batman comic was, was released. So it's almost been running for a hundred years. So how much more character development can they give him in a comic book? Like really, well, unless you just completely you know, people are like they didn't the like the way he acted. It's like, bro, I ain't never seen a Batman that's just been Batman for two years. This young, yeah, yeah, like, right. How do you know how he acted? Yeah, I thought he did good, man. Like when he finally goes, he's like, "I gotta go talk to Falcone," and he just shows up as Bruce Wayne, and they open the door, and he's just sitting there. He's like, "You know who I am?" And they're like, "Yeah," and they're looking they at him. The they didn't even look at Batman like they were looking at him. They were looking at him like, "Yeah." Dude, when Batman came to the door, they were like, "What the fuck, dude? Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, suit's gonna be covered in blood. He was like, "Yours and mine," you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way they looked at Bruce Wayne, like, whoa. Yeah, like you been. It, he's like a myth. Yeah, you know, like, like, oh, it lives. Yeah, it breathes. Um, That's cool. All right, Trav. Paul Dano's Riddler. Where are you standing? Uh, I liked him once he was unmasked, and we got the interrogation scene. But when we had him in the uh, the the mask and everything, he was almost the stuff that they had him do was almost too Jokerish. 
which the Riddler and the Joker, they, they're not the same character by a long shot, but they have similar silliness to it. Like they, they think it's a, they treat Batman as a game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I get that, but almost like some of his demeanor was almost very Jokerish. And it's yeah. like, man, why can't we have a crazy villain that doesn't do the, the, the Joker theatrics? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I did, I did. I, I mean, but don't get me wrong. I liked, he played, by, he was fucking crazy. Like whenever he's, whenever they're both uh, talking and you have the whole revelation of him being like, I thought you were helping me. Yeah. Like yeah, we're the same, you know, you know we're team. Yeah. It's like, whoa. And once that that occurs, and Batman starts being like, "What the fuck, you know?" And then Riddler just starts singing that fucking song we've been hearing all throughout the movie. Yeah, like that was like I, I, that was a good scene. Yeah, uh, I mean, which the the interrogation moments in any Batman story are usually the best. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. Where, yeah. That's where that's where the the dichotomies get to come out and play. You get to you know everybody gets to you know put their here's my modus operandi on the fucking table. You get to see where you know Batman's like here's the difference between you and me. I ain't wearing hockey pants. You're fucking crazy. That yeah. whole shit. And I, you know it was it was very well done, man. Yeah. I mean, for me personally. Um, you know, I've, I've read a, a decent amount of, um, Riddler stories and, and you're absolutely right. Like, like him and the Joker, you could almost, ch- you know, change them out. Uh, I think that like the Joker is more, um, chaotic. Yeah. Um, I guess if you had to put them on an alignment chart, like a D and D alignment chart, Joker would definitely be chaotic evil, right? Yeah. Like, he ain't but just killing would, bad guys. Yes, but I would definitely put Riddler as lawful evil. Yeah. Because he, he there's a method to the people, madness. Well, and the people he was, he was that bad. Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> the, people he were, the people he was killing, although murder is wrong, uh, the people he was killing were corrupt people in Gotham. He yeah. was doing what Batman was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. was and one could argue was more effective at it. Yeah, absolutely. Also, kind of right. helped him out all these people and him and Gordon. Yeah, which that was a good relationship. Now I did. Now one of the now one of the if because any of the issues I have with this movie are just so straw man nitpicky that that's why I haven't really been like oh that this you know. Uh, especially with a lot of comic movies now, they pay more homage than really adapt anything. Yeah, uh, I really like that they that that with the with the mask and everything for Riddler, they that was you know that was a reference to Hush. Yeah, and but but if I if I could argue with it for a minute though, I really hated the idea that they just were like, hey, it's the Riddler. Yeah. Whereas the big twist of Hush was that Hush was the Riddler. Yeah. And because there's even a moment where Batman goes to the Riddler kind of like he does in this film where he goes to Falcone and to Penguin and everything and is asking and stuff. And even Riddler plays stupid. He's like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, whatever, this, that, and the other. Riddle me this, Batman. It ain't me. And 
the one of the one of the twists of Hush is you find out that it was Joker fucking with Batman the whole fucking time. And I was like, that that would have been a good twist for a movie. Yeah. Uh, but I could also see where just kind of doing away with that streamlines the Riddler for new audiences. It, it distances itself from the Jim Carrey version. It gets away from the kitty aspect and the green suit. I get it. Yeah. Um, but something that I made a connection with in the movie that I thought was cool, and it would be interesting if it kind of pans into this, like if it kind of bleeds over into a trilogy, if, if that ever ends up, you know, becoming a thing. So, um, it's actually two things I noticed. <clears throat> well, in the first one, you know how in Man of Steel, when we had, uh, Superman in the world engine, Yes, and we see the G force pushing on him, and we and we see that quick gloss over where he kind of CGI's Christopher Reeves for a minute, kind of does that a little tribute moment. Yes. Okay. Well, something I noticed with the camera work because this movie was really well shot mm -hmm. for for like a for a non spectacle style film. Because I would argue that even the explosions that that happened at the end of the movie really weren't that big of a set piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, there were certain moments where the cinematography would line up to where the way they did Batman's suit is if he would be in a certain pose and whatever, he would look like almost, it would almost reference different shots and different panels of the comic and different iterations of Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's an instance where he's looking down and he almost has a Burton look. Um, when it's close up on the face and you see the stitch nose piece yeah. and everything, you're like, dude, that's Adam fucking West, but reference right there, you know? Yeah. And, and all of that, which leads me to what would be an interesting trilogy. And it would be its own little love letter to Adam West in the 1966 Batman movie. So the three main villains of 66 Batman was, the Joker, the Riddler, and the Penguin. There were other yeah. ones, but those were the three masterminds that plotted to, to thwart Batman. Yeah. We got Riddler and Penguin in this film, and we got that brief snippet of Joker in Arkham next to Riddler. Yeah. Who's to say that by the third movie, we have a Riddler-Joker-Penguin team-up to go against Batman and Batman's got to take him down. And through the course of film two and, you know, the early parts of film three, we let Batman acquire his Robin, have some time jumps, you know, don't, you know, don't have it be all taking place in a year, yeah. but just have the next Batman movie be like, all right, that movie, he was two years in. All right. Now he's been Batman for six years. Yeah. Yeah. Third movie. He's been Batman for like 15. Yeah. And well, I know and that, I don't know. I think it would make a good a good pathway to do that and have those three, which that would just be an Easter egg more than anything. It would really work in terms of just using established characters from the first movie without having to constantly bring in somebody new. Don't let the movie be the next selling piece for the next film. Yeah. Let each movie stand on its own but just let gaps of time kind of bridge it together. Like, okay, because if the movie's already been like, okay, we're not explaining why Riddler is the Riddler. We're not explaining why Penguin is the Penguin. Y'all already know this shit. Yeah. So keep going with that formula with the next movie, introduce a new character, and it's like, okay, what's this guy? Like, yeah. 
Well, and and this is like the way that they did that final clip, you know, we've seen, you know, in the comics and stuff, we've seen Riddler and Joker, um, you know, team up and create mass chaos in a gigantic, you know, fashion, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's absolutely right. It would make 100% sense if it was able to, um, if they were able to pull something like that off and they could still bring other villains at like lackeys in there, basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I could definitely see like the, the culmination of the Pattinson Batman be like those two characters working together and Riddler thinks that he is smarter and that he kind of has his thumb on Joker Yeah, and Joker is actually playing everyone all at the same time in the most, yeah, the most chaotic fashion that could possibly be had. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, one could argue in this movie that even though justice gets served and Riddler's put in jail, Batman still loses. He kind of has a Spider-Man moment in this movie. Yeah, because yeah. Gotham gets fucking destroyed, not yeah. you know, not not in a Snyder sense of the way, but it's it gets wrecked. Like it's the city gets fucked up, people lose like life is lost, like all of that stuff goes on. Yeah, yeah. and so it would be interesting if you know to tell an entire Batman story where we build up to him getting Joker behind you know bars once and for all, whatever. Allude to it how you want. But have it build up to where you have one of three major deaths that occur. And that's either the death of Catwoman, the death of Alfred, or the death of Robin. Yeah, or all three. I mean, I mean, and, and if it's, yeah, I mean, if it's one of those things where, like we're, we're, we're telling a trilogy, time to start tying off some loose ends, you could absolutely get away with that. Yeah. Since you and by the end of the, uh... by the end of the story, have Riddler and... Joker hat because let's face it, every Batman movie, even this one, as good as it is, it it it, it all like Batman movies are always got to go stop the bomb. Yeah, yeah. It always culminates yeah, to this that. time. He didn't even know about the bomb, and because uh, some days you just can't get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but. Have, you know, have once again, either something, you know, and instead of it being a bomb, have it be something crazy where Riddler and Joker finally are like, we're going to stick it to Batman once and for all because we know that he's Bruce Wayne. And they just, through goons, through whatever, just have those three get killed off or one of them at least. Enough to where, enough that pushes Batman so far to to the edge that... Riddler and Joker think that they've got him. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, though, real quick. Do you think that they could do, that they could be planning to do, like, a Arkham City type of, like, finale to everything? And, like, so hear me out for a second here. So, a huge part of Gotham has been flooded, right? Mm -hmm. And in Arkham City, like, they basically turned it into like Alcatraz uh, escape from fucking New York. Right. Mm-hmm. So what if like the idea, you know, possibly set forth by, by Bruce Wayne himself is to, well, let's build the new Gotham 
you know, that's what I was in thinking. the other. Like yeah, after what's other, happened, it's the perfect platform for him to come out of the shadows and like help the city build back better. Yeah. And, you know, and what get if, a thing going. Yeah. And what if like part of his plan to do that is to they're going to rebuild the seawalls and then. They they just decide that like, OK, the prisons are overcrowded. Let's just fence off this section of Gotham that's kind of disconnected from the rest of it. And just like let the prisoners go in here and let them fucking be crazy. And Gotham, and, a new Gotham. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, and it the third movie culminates to like him having to go into old Gotham, into prison Gotham, and that's where you see like because if they do time jumps like we're talking about here, then they could definitely have either a film open up or conversations happen in the film where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I captured fucking you know, Bane or fucking Poison Ivy or, you know, Harley Quinn or whoever, like whatever characters that they want to just say that he had put behind bars and, and I mean, maybe have, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, they could have like a little guest appearance. Maybe he shows up to Arkham for whatever reason. And he sees some of these characters, like he sees Clayface, you know, or calendar man or whoever. And you see these characters and then like, you oh, have dude. The, wouldn't it yeah. be crazy if he's walking down the, the, the aisle where everybody's like locked up and like you even have like you have Clayface like clinging to the door, but he's like he looks like fucking either, you know, the person who's died in the film. Yeah. And as he's as he's doing that or whatever, you just hear Batman just be like, save it. And you see his face melt back into being just like his natural state. Yeah, yeah. And he backs off, and he, you just see him kind of dissolve as a silhouette. Yeah, and just like you know, just little things here and there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, we're, we're talking just in terms of what would visually look amazing. Riding this thing would be a whole other animal, though. Because yeah, yeah, and I mean, it wouldn't be. I will. I don't think it would be hard. Uh, but I, I, I just just keep going where everyone's at, and just keep writing the story, and. Because everything, everything needed for a sequel is absolutely in the movie without having to be alluded to a sequel, which I thought yeah. was great. Exactly. Right. The, fact that this, the fact that the movie ends with just the prompt saying goodbye, I felt like it was almost a sneaky way of being like, hey, like, thanks, but we ain't actually go to that website. Me. There's a website that flashes. And yeah. you can go on there and there's like a terminal. Where it says some more shit. Like yeah. question marks it's a, and it's like the Riddler. You know? screen, yeah. But there, yeah. I saw an online theory that people are doing um the politician that dies in the movie, don't remember his name. Uh his son. Well, if you do some time jumping, he could yeah. be robbing at some point. Yeah. That Absolutely. man did take a shine to him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and an some orphan. people are yeah, and some people are saying that Better you know the, 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 the Joker kid, yeah, the one that he doesn't fucking beat the shit out of the black, the black kid with a half yeah with the half paint, thing. face paint. Yeah, they're saying that he might be the Joker as well, or they might be kind of setting him up to take on the Nightwing persona while the kid takes up the Robin persona. Yeah. So there's a lot of things, and like so the Easter eggs that they kind of alluded to for other villains is like. He shoots himself up with the Bane juice. Yeah. You know? Like, that is, like, a big one, you know? And that would be kind of... 
yeah, that would be kind of cool to see. Um, of course, we get the Joker stuff. Well, um, you know, the DA is dead. Yeah. Insert Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get Two-Face out of that. We've already got the Penguin set up. And here's what I would like to see. Uh, you know, we want. I've always wanted a detective Batman story, right? Um, and then playing the Arkham games and reading some of the Batman stories, I always liked the um, the back and forth of Penguin and Two Face, mm-hmm. right? Because it's mm-hmm. almost like watching a gangster film with yeah. these really fucked up Batman villains, you know. So I would really like to see a, a, a more. I would like to see a a a, a gangster inspired version of those two characters go you know going at it you know like they're allies but they really don't want to be allies you know and all this kind of stuff i think well, that that would be kind of cool to see oh dude like and and with what we have already you could i could i could totally see a scenario plan where penguin helps prop up harvey dent to win the elections and become you know whatever yeah and then Harvey starts to kind of distance himself a little bit. And then Penguin arranged for him to be, you know, fucked up. Like, I know I'm rewriting some stuff here, but I mean, come on. You know? But uh, have it to where, you know, Penguin's the one that gets Two-Face created, but basically set up Batman and have that be some sort of subplot. Yeah. I mean, they, they, to me, and this is one reason why I thought this film was fucking, like, one of my favorite Batman films. They set up every fucking domino for Batman, right? Everything. From Batman and his his character development to all the villains to what's going to happen with the city. Everything. They set everything up in one film in a very a very, very well done way that doesn't say like, Oh, the DA's dead. I wonder who they're going to bring in. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they did it so perfectly in a lot of ways, man. And like, I don't know, man, I've been wanting this fucking Riddler Batman movie for forever. I love the Riddler. I think he's a fucking great villain. And I feel like they, Dano was able to capture his, he had a more chaotic version of the Riddler. Uh, but I did like his interpretation of the Riddler a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I really like, I, like, I, I guess, I guess for me, I really, it's, I really enjoyed that. It, it's the first time I felt like I was, I was watching a actual Batman comic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything sure. from like, from like the inner monologues that 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 bookends the film, yeah, uh, all of that, uh, you know, Batman not only solving the case but also like realizing he's got to adjust his own inner alignment a little bit. He he's got his own his own self doubts to to overcome as well. Yeah, and it 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 played out really nice. Like I said, the script was really well written. Oh yeah. I can't wait to see more. I love this version of Batman. And like I said, man, I think this might be my favorite Batman film. And I thought Pattinson did a fucking great job as yeah. Batman. Um, like a, a great job. 
there wasn't a lot of real spectacle moments, but I guess I guess one could say that the spectacle of the movie was the arrival of the Batmobile. Oh, oh my God, dude! When you wait, like when you hear like penguins thugs coming out and they're all firing at, yeah. at Gordon and them and everything, and all of a sudden you, you're just hearing that turbine just power up more and more and more. And then you look down the alleyway and you just see the hood, the hood vents spitting flames, the fucking, like, it was, yeah, it was, it was the little moment where, you know, yeah, the eye candy thing kicked in and you're just like, yes. Yeah. That such an epic introduction, man. Like, and don't get me wrong. I like the Tumblr, I like the Burton Batmobile and all oh, that stuff. Oh, dude. It easily, this was easily my favorite iteration of the Batmobile. Definitely the muscle car look, yeah, dude. <laughs> well, it yeah. almost well from the way the from the way they have the wings on the back and everything or whatnot. One, I feel like one could argue that there's almost a slight bit of reference to the animated series with it. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that, man. I mean, it's not stretched out, you know, and ridiculous, yeah. but <clears throat> I feel like it, it kind of harkens that. I know, I know it's a more direct reference from another comic, I, I, which I can't remember. I know it got brought up back whenever we were covering different like production articles behind it, but yeah. Well, you know the um, Adam West Batmobile is a modified Dodge Charger. Yeah. So the and the car we have in the movie is a 1960 Dodge Charger. Yeah, that's been you know got a wing on it, modified like. But that's yeah. cool. It yeah, dude. I can't wait to watch this again. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't bought a Blu-ray in a long time, and I can't wait to buy this Blu-ray. It should be available on I... streams right in in April. Well. Yeah. You know how you know how a lot of a lot of superhero movies lately, we get the cold opening, then we get title cards, we get a lot of color, a lot of you know all this stuff. I really liked how when when once the previews were done and the movie starts, it's just Warner Brothers blank. Yeah, yeah. DC blank. The Batman, and then it just plays. I, yeah. I, it 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 almost set the tone, dude. It, it just yeah. lets you like it tells you in the credits, like, dude. We ain't building to shit. Just enjoy the next three hours. And, you know, and I, I definitely did. I'm really, you know, normally, you know, now with theaters, you have the, the the fear of buyer's remorse because it's like, man, you could have just waited a couple more months and used your streaming service to watch it. But I'm really glad I saw it in theaters and it was very much worth the ticket price because these are the kind of, like, movies that need to be made more of in the comic book genre where... Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Marvel has got the the CGI fest down pat. Let them do that. But this is probably for sure the best DC film that's come out in a long time. Yeah, for sure, man. I will argue that. Next up, well, I mean, and well, as far well, the best of the new the post Snyderverse. Well, it made sense when that guy said they were going to focus on the quality. Yeah, over over the quantity. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some companies just pump out a lot. Yeah, year, you know, dude. The yeah. scene I was full on mouth breathing 
when the uh, penguin flipped over and the Batman yeah. got out of the car and was walking up. And I was like, the camera's going to rotate. The camera's going to rotate, right? And it didn't. I was just like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. it's not. So it's going to stay well, that, that But it that, looked so cool, scene. man. That fire behind him, it was raining. Yeah, dude. Like, this is cool as fuck, dude. Well, like, something else that I noticed, too, uh, and it, it ties into that scene as well, a lot of Batman's development in the case was pure fucking luck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he had a lucky rabbit's foot in his, like his fucking cow, was man. There, he was like, that's a carpet tool. And he was like, what? Well, think about how, how split second it was that, 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 that the trailer lined up to where he could gun it and fucking catch up to Penguin. Yeah. Yeah. Think about all the times, like I said, he got he gets shot so many times in this fucking movie. He's been shot in the head like at least twice. He takes two to the chest in literally every gang fight he gets in. Yeah. Um. And just yeah, the movie his inexperience showed by just how lucky he was to survive some of the situations in the movie. Yeah. Dude, that that sequence where the power goes out. And the only thing light in the scene was the gunfire. Yeah. Oh, yes. How cool was that, dude? Oh, man. We could sit here for hours just talking about how cinematically awesome this film was. Yeah, yeah. How uh, good was fucking Jesus' fucking Falcone? Yeah. Oh, dude. Totoro was great. I do All the performances were great. Oh, and let's, I mean, in hey, talk, Colin Farrell disappeared. Dude. Yes, you couldn't absolutely. even recognize the voice. The only time I recognized, I was like, "Yep, that's him." Was when he was in the car and he was screaming. Yeah, I, you kind of hear a break in it. And it's like, "Yeah, that's him for sure." Yeah, but it makes man. it makes sense why he's getting his own show now. Yeah, well, I'm excited for that. Like, yeah, well, we're going to sure. kind of see him because now Falcone's gone. So, yeah, he's going to take I mean, over the fucking seedy underbelly of Gotham. They're building. I mean, as know? much money as that movie made. Yeah. It's going to hit a billion before it releases to streaming services. Good. Uh, they'll be making more. The way God intended like, it, you know? There's no way that's not going to happen. Yeah. But it'll be a while. Man, I loved it. I will say, they when they get, when they start treading into sequel territory, do not introduce a shared universe. Yeah, right. Let it be Batman in the Rogues Gallery. And the crimes and highs and lows of Gotham. Don't fuck with trying to give a reason for yeah. Batman or not Batman or Superman to be there. Well, that was something Flash they said that in that shit. article. Like they were just going to let stuff stand alone. Like, remember that was one of the, the same article where they said yeah. the quality over quantity. They were like, we're just, it's just like, I think by them showing you the Joker that they have in there, it's like, okay, this is the other Joker's not connected. Yeah. Now he may have got this shit started back in the seventies, but yeah, this dude's different because they're still gonna make another Joker movie. I mean, but see, that's the comic books, dude. Yeah, they can be standalone. You ain't gotta have some big multiverse. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but hey, that's where. But as fun as that is, though, yeah, that but is we already have that. Creativity goes to die. Yeah, we already have that. Like, you know, they do their own thing. Yeah. I wouldn't mind 
So they're like, that's what they were saying with that article. I remember more than that. They were like, you're going to have more than one Batman. You know, you're going to have Batman showing up in the Flash movie. Not the same Batman. This Batman is, ain't, isn't that Batman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, we may even see a Ben Affleck's Batman movie get made. Who knows? And I'm okay with that. 100%, you know? Yeah. So. Um, not only did they give him the 1960s Dodge Charger, but they're that cow. Oh, with I that know, fucking right? Rihanna forehead on it. Yeah. Like the old school, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. When I saw that, I was like, ooh. Like the way they normally do them, you know, they try to change the shape up. It was like just. I like how Batman. the emblem, the emblem was also the fucking Batarang. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's cool. He fucking cut that electrical line and like died for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like legit. Uh, Catwoman got wet. You know, mm. when he, she, he was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And he went and did it. And it was yeah. like, but yeah, dude, when he walked up to those people, with that flare and put his hand out and it that was the first of the kid grabs it you know everybody's scared to and he grabs his hand and then he's helping him on the helicopter yeah he's a hero he's, he's gonna work his way up now like uh, yeah and the not dude from, anymore yeah justice the dude from fucking westworld as fucking oh Gordon. killed it he mm -hmm. fucking he's knocked like, it out of you gonna hit me and... yeah dude i love that scene yeah. Where, where they're talking and he's like, you got to get the fuck out of here. He's like, so you're going to punch me. But he's talking to him like, look, you ain't going to fucking do this shit, yeah. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, go out the back. The way he's had that head swabble going. Yeah. <laughs> shit was. And you he always got to have the one guy that the sergeant no. is like, who the fuck is this? You know, he had that weird voice. <laughs> no. Who the fuck is this guy? What's he doing in here? You know? No, one part that, one part that did make me chuckle was, okay, Batman slash Bruce Wayne goes to the 40 below for a total three times in this movie. Yes. First time, he's Batman. Doop, 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 doop. Opens up, you know who I am. Get the fuck out of here. Breaks their nose. Second time, doop, doop, doop. You know who I am. Uh, fuck. Okay, whatever. Come in. All right, third time he's Bruce Wayne. Do you know who I do, am? Do, do, do. <laughs> you know who I am, and you didn't think either yeah. one of them was like, "Who the? Are you? Yeah, who's this motherfucker? Like, he's are got, you Batman? He's got the same knocking pattern. Yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> he know? does the do 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 do. Yeah, it like, could be uh, Bruce Wayne or Batman. Yeah. Don't open it, you know. Well, once again, like the. Little shit like that is stuff that don't even matter because everything else was just so well done. Yeah, man. It was fucking incredible. Full star. Full star. Yeah. yeah, dude. It's uh, legit, man. I think it's my favorite fucking Batman movie like, uh, ever. So uh, I guess it's all across the board. So does it get the coveted real estate golden Batarang? Yes, nice. dude. Absolutely. The golden Batarang. I really, I really can't stress <laughs> enough. I really can't stress enough that if if for anyone who's listening to this podcast and this movie's still in theaters, go watch Don't it. Don't wait for streaming. It. Don't. Hollywood will not make quality films if they don't know what we think is quality. Well, and putting like, your money this is a movie into you this. go to the theater to see, dude. Yeah, yeah and putting fun. your money where your mouth is and 
paying for the ticket and and doing that that shows hollywood what you want and what you don't want yeah and, I and this we this. we need more of this shit so yeah well remember when yeah. we talked about it to two weeks ago we had said we went and watched it and so then it almost had a perfect score, but it only had like 15 reviews. Yeah. I what's what it's up to yeah. now. You know, I'm going to look. Let's say, yeah. Let's go look at the fucking Rotten. 91 for Google, which okay. is yeah. 85 on Rotten, uh, 88 on Fandango. Now, I would say the... MGB. But fuck, fuck Rotten say... Tomatoes, dude. I'd say the caveat with this movie when recommending it to people would be, hey, if you're if you're if you're gonna watch this with your kid, mm, might not waste your time. Yeah, yeah. That's the one caveat watch though. Spider Man because this is, yeah, this isn't a fun romp with Batman. Yeah, no, not by a long shot. But it's it, it, it you you could tell the demographic it's aimed for, and it is not little kids, and it's no. not because it's graphic. It's just because it's a lot of talking. There's a lot of talking in this Batman movie. Don't get me wrong, fists fly, bombs happen, but it is scattered. It's just slightly peppered across a much, like, a whole lot other thing going on that would probably lose the attention of a child. Now, granted, kids are a lot smarter than we were at that age these days. They still have short attention spans. But, but, But I think with... A ninety-one percent. It's it's people that go watch movies and then come home and then fucking write about it. So, I mean, you know, it's clearly other adults that's oh yeah dropping these reviews. Well, that, <laughs> that the kid's certified like, fresh. The kid's like a, yeah. That's the eighty-five percent is from the you know, that's the reviewer score, and that's all. It's like four hundred forty-one reviews, right? The audience yeah. score is over ten thousand plus, and it's eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's even higher. Like, yeah, so it's still around where it was when it came out. I mean, it didn't drop. I'm glad you went and watched it. Yeah, yes, man. I, I'm I'm glad I went and watched it too. I'm I I I, I enjoyed. Well, it's kind of hard to sell it to somebody. It's like, I, you know, you're just like, go watch it. It's like, I don't want to build it up too much. or I won't tell you why you should, but it's worth the Google. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it was one of those things where I was going to watch it anyway. For sure. Uh, at some point, obviously. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, man, I owe it to the inner kid yeah. Dude, in me. Because treat yourself. Batman was... Treat yourself. Bat- as much as I'm a big Superman fan and a ton of other comic characters, like Batman was the one I got into the far, he was the first superhero. Yeah. Uh, that was the earliest hero I was watching, man. I was watching animated series, playing the damn games on NES. Like it was Batman. Living your best life. Yeah. So it was a hoot and a holler. Only if we could go back now. If I could you turn know. back time. <laughs> tell, tell your younger self, it's going to take 15 to 20 years, but trust me, the good movies are coming. Yeah. <laughs> like... All right. We got a couple little uh, movie news things to hit on here real quick. I thought that this was very interesting. So independent film studio, a 24 has confirmed a 225 million USD 
equity investment valuing the company at 2.5 billion damn according to reports stripes was named the lead investor for the round while its founder ken fox uh will be part of a24's or a24's board the investment group which was co-led by uh newberger newenberger uh berman who holds less than 10 percent of the company this marks A24's first equity raise since its initial seed funding by minority stakeholders, uh, Eldridge. So it says A24 is a world-class brand and an extraordinary business, Fox said in a statement. We've built a relationship with the A24 team over many years and have been amazed by the breadth and impact of their iconic storytelling globally. A24 is synonymous with incredible content and it is a prime example of Stripe's belief in partnering with founders who are building amazing products. We are thrilled to work with A24 in their next phase of growth. Um, so, I mean, we've watched several A24 films yeah. on the podcast, and they really have came into their own. Like, they're the new Miramax. Yeah. They're, 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 they're such a... They have their own unique style of movies that they put out. That they're they're like an A two four films are are that they're a meme now. Yeah, yeah. Now for good or bad, good how you yeah, yeah for good or bad how you look at it. Yeah, I mean that says something. And for every meh A two four film that's out there, there's an equally better and superior one that does exist and shows you why some of the lesser ones are getting made because the movies that are good and that are bringing in the money are really fucking good. Yeah. And I haven't watched a bad a 24 film. I've of course seen some better than others, but I haven't seen just a bad a 24 film that I'm just like, fuck this. This is unbearable. Um, so I'm excited to see what they what they can do, and and I'm glad to see them continue to grow. You know, it's it's great that we have like Bloomhouse is basically tackling the horror side. Of, they're the new what was it Dimension Films? Yeah. <laughs> they put all those horror films out back in the day, mm-hmm. back in the like late '80s, early '90s, into the 2000s, and then you have you know A24 kind of taking the Miramax role where they're doing like you know lower budget films that are like trying new things well, dude, some of those movies concepts. would not get made absolutely without not. them they just wouldn't get made imagine yeah. a, a world where we don't see ex machina yeah you know what exactly saying? and that. they're like that's weird or, that's a weird idea like, yeah, yeah. or the the lighthouse yeah oh or, the lighthouse uh, nobody else would have done that or uh or i don't i can't remember i don't think we we, we did it on the pod but they uh they i think they also uh made mid nineties, the Jonah Hill movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've heard that's a good. damn good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I've heard good things about it, man. That's a really good movie. So so I'm happy for them, man, and I hope that they continue to do what they're doing and they don't lose identity. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I really hope that they keep it up and, and I think that they will. I mean they've kind of found their niche, their their crowd. Um and what they're trying to do, and and I'm for it, you know. Well, they were able to accomplish that without selling out. Exactly, man. So it's, well, they've it's come okay. a long way since. 
they've come a long way since uh uh fucking what's the what's the one they did like fucking spring breakers and shit oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I right. forgot they kind of got their start on that, like low budget. Well, yeah. one of their early films that we did for the pod, man, they did uh, they did Enemy uh-huh. with Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. I've got their list pulled up right here um, of their of their full release, right? Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, it's, which a lot of these stuff, a lot of this stuff I haven't seen. There's a lot of stuff that I do want to see, but their first film that they put out was in February the 8th of 2013, and it's called A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III, and it was directed by Roman Coppola. And then the newest one that they've got listed on here is May the 20th of 2022, and that's Men, that new Alex Garland film. Mm So um, I did notice that X was playing at the theater. Yeah, I've got an article in here about that one. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I can't remember if we watched the uh, trailer for that or not. But oh yeah, we did. I remember that trailer. You know, it's like they were shooting a porn, but it's a horror film. Oh yeah, yeah. I keep seeing ads for that. Yeah, here's one that I forgot about. September the 19th, 2014, Tusk. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that they... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so they, they've... If A24 had, like, a streaming service... Yeah. I would I would definitely... It'd be legit. I, I would definitely get that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to go on there and just, like... Because you can pick one of these movies, I guarantee it. You can pick one of these movies, and did they do that prisoners movie? No, 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 they didn't do that one. That'd be cool. They really did Tusk. Now, of course, you know, Kevin went out and made it. Yeah, but they were like, "We'll release it." Yeah, really? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Swiss Army Man. He's like, "Oh, yeah." I mean, the two best films, I think, in the catalog, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good ones, and, and you know, I know uh, I know, Midsummer means a lot to you, Griff, but I gotta say, the two best movies they've put out, man, has to be, god damn it, now I'm, now I'm backtracking, because, <laughs> no, but I guess, I guess in the past couple of years, I mean, they put out The Green Knight. They put out Macbeth. Dude, those movies were amazing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But they also did Uncut Gems and The Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah I know. And Uncut Gems and is it, huge. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> yeah, man. They did The Disaster Artist. I saw The Bling Ring. I haven't seen it, that it's, one. It's... Watch Spring Breakers. It's they're the same. I mean, it's yeah. You know, this it was. Remember, there was these kids that were going around stealing. Like it happened. It was a real, you know, based on true events. Yeah, I remember seeing that back in the day. Ooh, Under the Skin. Strange yeah. movie. Definitely an A twenty four film, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh. But good for them, man. I'm excited. And it's amazing because as you go through this, you know, they had 
a couple of films. They had four or five come out in 2013. 2014, they had probably eight to 10. 2015, they had about 15. 2016, they had about 20. 2017, they had about 20. 2018 and 2019, it's the same. Then you look at 2021 and they, or 2020, and they had three films come out in 2020. They had 11 come out in 2021. And they've got three uh, slated. They've got three already released in 2022 and then two upcoming. So I like how, like, they're since they're able to do what they're able to do, they don't have to keep it consistent. Yeah, they're 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 putting their money. They're 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 making smart bets well, with like, everything. Dude, look, they did Red Rocket and then the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, right. Yeah, like what a jump. And yeah, I've heard that yeah. Red Rocket's actually really good. Yeah, I I've heard it was it. fucking incredible. Yeah, so good on them, Macbeth though, dude. Why for art thou? You know. Why for, <laughs> so, how come? Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> uh, so Jared Leto gives promising update on Tron 3. It is over a decade since Disney gave 1982 sci-fi movie Tron a sequel, and around five years ago, Jared Leto was said to be ready to star in a third film in the franchise. Since then, there has been very little information about the threequel, uh, but now while promising this leading role as the Marvel vampire Morbius, uh, Leto has been talking a little about the project. Although he could not give much detail about the specifics of the film, he did seem to suggest that it was moving ahead now. Uh, all right, we know what Tron is. Yeah. Um, uh, due to the lackluster critical response to Tron Legacy, the potential second sequel was stalled for quite a while as Disney reportedly uh, couldn't decide how to deal with the franchise's future. According to Leto, Tron 3 is finally pushing ahead, and the actor seems to be very much on board uh, for the project. This is what he said. I'm a super fan of Tron, and we are working hard on Tron with our incredible partners at Disney, just an amazing group of creative people. We're getting closer, we're getting closer and closer. And who knows, something may be coming sooner than later. So this is my question. 12 years later. Would it make, yeah, right. Would it make sense to do Tron as a show? film now? Yeah. Would it make more sense to do it I as a show? I was thinking as a show because they got Disney Plus, man. Exactly, and right. You can you can really flesh it out. Yeah. Well, are, are you talking reboot or just going off of what already happened? Well, I think that like, I think it would be very interesting if there was a way for them to and someone out there clever enough could definitely write this to where it shows what happened before in both films um, and then follow up with it, right? Yeah. And make it tasteful, not make it feel forced or yeah, anything like geez. that. Yeah. So I definitely think that there's something that they could do there. But in my opinion, like at this point, the people that are going to watch Tron, are, I mean, they're going to go to the theaters and see it regardless. But what is that... What is that market looking like? Yeah. And would it make sense to lock in these people that are going to spend 20 bucks on a movie ticket one time paying, let's say, you know, 20 bucks over the course of, you know, eight weeks 
or 10 weeks. Yeah. They could even stretch it out a little bit long. You see what I mean? Well, like, I mean, dude, I have a feeling that with rising prices, we're going to see a yeah. drop in visits to the theater. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Definitely that. It's going to cost $15 a ticket. Yeah, if it's going to cost $15 a ticket and $40 to get there. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. So it makes sense to me, but hey, I'm I'm ready for more Tron. I've been ready for more Tron since what, 2013? 2012 was the last one. Like, God damn. Man, yeah. Man, I I think now now is the perfect time to make a final Tron movie. Yeah. Like there's been like enough enough of the general audiences has been brought to speed and technology and i mean for crying out yeah. loud they're dodge they're digesting the plot device of a multiverse like it's nothing now yeah so having this world you know taking a com- taking a computer taking programming and all of that and not be the matrix but literally just be a representation of being inside a computer yeah like i think that's uh, i think that's like more people are able to understand that now because i think that's a lot of things that probably throws people off with drawing yeah oh yeah now so with yeah the metaverse being a thing and yeah oh man i mean dude they could it. oh dude they could without without going to ready player one yeah yeah it would be it would be interesting if humans are now in the metaverse flynn is like man you guys have no idea what, what like what's going on underneath all of this, and you're seeing that the, you know, you're seeing the stuff with, with his son and all that and everything play out more, and how they've got to stop, you know, some shit from happening. Like it, it could, it could be done. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Dude, that long yeah. ago they did they did a pretty good deep fake for it being that long ago. Yeah, I know, right? Really. That Not movie still enough. holds up, in my opinion. Yeah, but like Legacy when you see deep fakes they do dude. now, they sometimes they only look as good as. Yeah, uh, that. I, I would argue that Tron Legacy, uh, of of the like whenever three D movies were, which they're still you know a thing, but when they when they were the hot commodity there for a minute after Avatar. Yeah, when the hot commodity was still, hey, go watch it in three D and pay five dollars more. Uh, the two films that that delivered on 3D technology was absolutely Avatar and, and Tron yeah. Legacy. That Resident Evil movie was kind of a disappointment. Uh, Legacy was amazing in 3D. Kind of funny that we mentioned Avatar because there's a. article dude we have been waiting since 2009 and that motherfucker's been i think he took a little break right he took a little break and was like i'm gonna go explore the ocean right yeah mariana's trench ever since then he's been making these movies and it's like dude put something out already yeah like you didn't even spend this much time on the first one 
Yeah, I know, right? And it was a revolutionary thing. Well, dude, they've you know, already like... built a fucking Avatar like theme park area, and it's like y'all got a lot riding on this Avatar shit, don't you? To just have one movie <laughs> out, like, yeah. There's got to be a stack of NDAs somewhere, and people have seen it, and they're like, "Yeah, give them all the money." Yeah, he's probably got a fantastic pitch, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I did Titanic. It's like, yes, you, we've heard you say it like eight, eight, nine times, you know. And Terminator. I just want more. I just want more Mecca. That's all. Just give me that, Cameron. Yeah. Give me more fucking Fern Gully, but with Max, yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah, so here it says that um, Avatar 2 trailer rumored to premiere to premiere in theaters with Doctor Strange 2. Makes sense. So film fans are well known for having to be patient when it comes to the release of movie trailers with Spider-Man No Way Home famously teasing a trailer arrival for months before it finally arrived to break the internet and Thor Love and Thunder performing a similar peekaboo trick. One trailer that seems to have set its eyes on a release date is Avatar 2, the first look at the long-awaited follow-up to James Cameron's groundbreaking 2009 movie, which is reportedly aiming to play ahead of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in theaters this May. I mean, I'm ready for it, dude. Yeah, dude, let's get it going. I mean, that's when, I mean, that's his opportunity for the most faces to see, hey, look what I'm making, yeah. guys. Yeah, right. But here's the thing, though, man. It came out in 2009, right? Yes. The kids that watched it in 2009, mm-hmm. are they even going to remember what the fuck that movie I was about? I barely remember. <laughs> Me too, dude. Like the three with Dances good. with Wolves. Yeah, That's yeah, what I yeah. Remember. It, it was dance. It was Fern Gully with Max. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what, that's yeah. what it like. That's what it was, man. It was it was a combination of Dances with Wolves, Fern Gully, and fucking. Yeah, and she's like, you know, nothing actually. Uh, I mean, I think we all know. I think we can read the room here. Nobody gives a fuck about this franchise's story. What we're all interested in is the technology he's developed to film it and how it's like. like, He's got to go big, right? Here's my thing. I'm not coming for the film. I'm coming Uh -uh. from the. I'm coming for the tech demo. Yep. Yeah. I want to see what the future is going to be like. Fuck, well, baby. (laughs) I mean, if he if he if he manages to. To, to make a, a better film story wise and actually make me give a shit about the movie by the end, sure. Awesome definitely have some him. time to smoke on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Dude, he probably created something to smoke, and it was like, yeah. this is how something I film that, Avatar. No, he got something at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. He's like, you want to smoke some of this? It's like, what is it? And he's some like, of that it's fucking moss from the side of the Titanic. It's like, no, dude. <laughs> We call this seaweed around here. But yeah, man. Maybe we'll get it. I mean, I'm I'm ready for it. I've been ready for it. We've we've talked about it like so many fucking times, you know. I mean, I just hope it looks bonkers, man. Like it's just it's gonna be one big CGI fest and that's cool and all. But the trailer it it can't be it can't be giving us blue balls. Leave that for the uh-huh. Nateri. Yeah, I know. Or the Navi or whatever the fuck they're called. Listen. Like, hmm. I wanna I wanna see like 
human ships firing on these. I want to see war sequences. Yeah. Didn't didn't the chick that played Gamora yep. wasn't she? Yep. So she's had enough time to make two Guardians of the Galaxy and movies. A handful of different colors. Infinity War. Yeah. Infinity War. Uh-huh. She was able to go um, finish the Infinity Saga and yeah. then come back for this. And fuck yeah. the Adam Project, you know? Yeah, and fucking bang Spock. Like yeah. three times. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Jesus fucking Christ, dude. He's like, you want to give fuck? Me Spock? The sabotage think... the sabotage baseline kicks in. Yeah. I mean, god damn, dude, it's been a minute, so but here's something I didn't know that I'm glad that I know now. Godzilla vs. Kong 2 to begin filming this year in Australia. The sequel to last year's epic monster mash Godzilla vs. Kong will begin filming later this year in Australia. Thanks to a report uh, via Variety, it is now being revealed that Legendary Entertainment's latest addition to the MonsterVerse, Godzilla vs. Kong 2, will return to film in Australia sometime in 2022, with production expected to set up cameras at Gold Coast, as well as several other locations in southeast Queensland state. The highly skilled crews, first-rate facilities, and unique locations make filming in Australia a great experience. Uh, Producer Eric McLean said of returning to Australia for the next installment in the MonsterVerse, uh, the support from both the federal government as well as Queensland has always been critical to our success in achieving a high level of filmmaking and an unparalleled audience experience. Uh, This will be the third time that Godzilla, King Kong, and the rest of the monsters in the MonsterVerse have decided to clash in Australia, with Godzilla vs. Kong filmed on the Gold Coast back in 2019. With prior installment in the franchise, Kong Skull Island filming there in 2016. The latest production is expected to bring all manner of employment opportunities to the region, as well as inject more than $119 into the economy. I guess 88 million is the translations. Yeah, 119 million Australia. I don't know what their currency is, but yeah, be 88 million dollars. So, so I had no idea that they were. I know that they were talking about doing a Godzilla versus Kong too. <clears throat> then there was also rumors going around that they may be doing something different with the monster verse, or that they might not even do a Godzilla film. But it's good to know, like, this is where we're going. I'm guessing it's going to be like the you know maybe i don't know man there could be some fuckery happen you know it's the australian dollar that's that's really they're like what the fuck are we gonna call our money they're like it's a fucking australian dollar mate you know like (laughs) waste no time on it yeah where we from mate yeah australia i mean 75 cents in america is one australian dollar well i mean it just it just seems like they've They've announced, yeah, we're making it. Yeah, we're using our same locations. And yeah, that's that's, that's about what it says. I mean, yeah, I'm glad that, I mean, the article goes on to explain that it's going to delve deeper into the hollow earth, obviously. And I'm I'm, I'm glad they would do that. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. The headline should read, though, it should say um, Kong drops COVID weight. As King Kong yeah. versus Godzilla sets the film. 
Dude, right. Drop his COVID. We got to get back in shape, dude. He's just been sitting around doing nothing yeah. for two days. <laughs> He's been in the hollow earth just yeah. chilling, man. You know, There's so. Food of plenty. Yeah, right. All the foods. So. But I am excited about Godzilla vs. Kong, too. So yeah. that's going to be great. Um, So Ty West, Slasher Film X premieres with near perfect scores on Rotten Tomatoes. So this is that A24 film that we were talking about earlier. The new slasher movie X has already set itself up as one of the best horror releases of the year, having its world premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival. The film initially debuted with a perfect 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes with its early reviews. Now playing in theaters everywhere, the film is still riding high with a very impressive 95% certified fresh rating. Traditionally, slasher movies haven't been embraced by critics with arm with open arms. It seems to take a certain kind of genre film that stands out <clears throat> from the others for slashers to score such high ratings. Therefore, it's always especially impressive to see violent horror flicks garnering near-perfect scores with the critics. Bloody brutal, um, grungier than a big city back alley, and more guts drawn than a slaughterhouse. This is how you like your slasher flick horror. And trust us when we say Ty West has your back, says Rolling Stones' David Fear. So David Fear, that works for Rolling Stones, is writing an article about a horror movie. His last name's Fear. What are the fucking odds? David Fear. They're like, Fear, you take the horror movie. He's like, well, yeah. yeah. Got it, you know. He's like, never Uh, fear. Yeah, David Fear here. Uh, Christopher Lloyd says a bracing mix of old school gore horror and modern irony. You'll laugh then cringe, but never be, never not be entertained. Oh yeah. So I'm excited to see that. I mean, we watched the trailer for it. So they're basically shacking up at this place. They're filming porn. Uh huh. Like the 70s porno. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course it gets weird after that. So I'm very. Very interested to to check that out, man. So, uh, in that same article I saw here where it says, um, it says that he has a prequel called Pearl. It's already been shot and ready to hit the presses. And if X does a good job and that one comes out and does a, you know, has good reception, he wants to turn it into a trilogy with the goal of bringing a third film to audiences after Pearl is released. <laughs> I like his quote here. I'm trying to build a world out of all this, like people do these days. You can't make a slasher movie without a bunch of sequels. So that's fucking, he's embracing yeah. it. Like it, this, this sounds like a love letter to like classic, you know, yeah. slasher films. And that's awesome, man. I mean, that's, that's what you want at the end it. of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So he goes, he added, I came out of quarantine and I was like, we're already building all of this stuff. It's COVID and we're on the one place on earth where it's safe to make a movie. We have the whole crew from Avatar 2 who's on break. We should make two movies. The miracle of A24 was that they thought this was actually a good idea. <laughs> well, like it's funny. Off. It's funny because A24 just retweeted fucking King, right? Stephen King. X is an extremely good horror movie. Scary, smart, knowing, oh, and and entertaining. So. Oh. 
so yeah i mean i'm I'm excited to to check it out man like why not definitely do oh, yeah. that on we'll the on the podcast for sure Podlock. yeah but that's all the fucking news that i saw today or over the past week y'all y'all see anything eye-catching I saw a few things, but I'd rather not bring them up. I mean, did you see that? Did you see that Tesla jump (laughs) jump Uh, in the hell? God damn, dude. I saw it crash. Did you see that? Have you seen that that battery blow up? I know. I can't fucking believe they did that shit. I mean, I can believe that, but fuck, man. I'm glad I wasn't that stupid. going to be mad as fuck. <laughs> Bring that Tesla home. Well, when a truck brings it home. Yeah. Elon might show up and take it back. He's like, no. No. Yeah. You know? Not for you. Yeah. Not what it's for. You it got up the speed, though. Fuck yeah, dude. It almost fucking nosed over. He's like, why didn't you charge your Tesla? I yeah, bet whatever the Tesla, on, whenever the Tesla hit the ground, you have to imagine that it like notified HQ. Oh, it right? told them. <laughs> it was like the message the went straight did... to Starlink and straight to them. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Some Tesla dude straight called was... the cops on them. Like <laughs> the dude that's sitting at the desk drinking his cup of coffee spit it out he's yeah. like what the fuck major impact Jesus but yeah we got trailers man so I saw this and I put it in here because I remember hearing people I don't know what it's about but it was a uh, uh, like a best selling book Okay. Crawdads? Yeah, I don't know if, if that's a best-selling book for people like us. I just know that a lot of people read the book. Um, do y'all like Crawdads? Pinch the tail, suck the head? Yeah. I like them if they're prepared correctly. And by correctly, I mean you got to purge them. You know you got to wash them. Yeah. I'll be watching those guys. Let me show you down there how we do these crawdads down here, you know? I, I here's the thing. I like them. I like the flavor. It's, a lot it's of work, so much though. fucking work, yeah, dude. It's not like, not much reward. No, nah, dude. Like I like eating crab shrimps. Right? Yeah, yeah. Something. I like shrimp, and I'll even peel the shrimp. I don't care. Oh yeah. Uh, and I love eating crab legs, but crawdads, like you get it's that big work. meaty crab leg. Yeah. It justifies Double the amount butter. of fucking. Yeah, dude. It justifies it, but a fucking crawl. Crawdad? Yeah, I don't. I haven't had. I think it's been a long time. It's been a while for me, man. I think the last time I ate them, I was in Louisiana, and I was dating fucking Psycho. So you know, that's been some years. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I'm ready for where the crawdads sing. All righty, three, two, one, play. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Wesley Bear Man in the Marsh. It's Bobby Boucher. Yeah, you're here. Me and too. That, he wants to bang you. Yeah. That's what he means. Oh, shit. Ooh. Reducer. I mean, you're the Marsh Girl. This has some... What was that movie we watched where the woman was uh, clairvoyant? Yeah. The town hated her, but she's doing her readings. Yeah. Calling the murders. Um, Hot water burn, baby. That Sam Raimi yeah. movie? The Gift? That was it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was if, out if, when I saw Reese Witherspoon produced it. I was like, mm -mm. If certain people see that trailer, I'm going to have to watch it. So yeah. let's just breeze on to the next one. I believe. That Mike Myers is in this trailer. It says from the mind of Mike Myers comes a comedy series event. Hmm. The Pentavert We haven't seen him in a while. Pentavert. That's that yeah. new uh, strain of the virus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is it? Sounds like it. All right. I'm ready for it. You know. I survived right. the first round. Yeah. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, play. <laughs> so they're like the Illuminati. <laughs> it looks so over the top. It does, right?
fifth. So he's going to be like roll after roll, right? Yeah. Oh, he's like, they're like, well, who are you going to cast me? I'll play everyone. Yeah. Who's the fucking dude from the hangover that they put in the trunk? Let's get him in here. Yeah. And the one dude from Key and Peele. The Penta. What the fuck? Yeah. So long, Penta bird. So this is called the ravine, I think this right? This is a Minecraft movie. Finally, that's what I was to say. A little average ravine exactly, over here. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's what I was fixing. That's the only reason I dropped it. Trailer might oh, be trash. Fuck, yeah, let's let's fucking peep this fucking incredibleness. It's like that's not a ravine. This yeah, is a this ravine, is, you know. It's connected to the it. tape. I can see the coal from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ravine two shulker boogaloo. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, play. I think he's trying to kill himself. I don't know. What the hell? Oh, discount Matt Damon. Yeah. You might end up watching this one, too. I know, dude. a bad trailer. Sorry. Yeah, I'm breezing, breezing on past that one as well. The Time Traveler's Wife, did they already make this movie? I think there was another version. From like ten years ago, two thousand, yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, it had Eric Bana in it. Yeah, Eric Bana, Rachel McAdams, Ron Livingston. Ooh, Rachel yeah. McAdams. Yeah, dude. Remember, remember when the she astron- was every- Remember the, the astronaut's wife. Uh huh. Yes. All right, three, two, one, play. HBA. Oh, it's happening again. Is that the you know nothing John Snow girl? Looks like her. I think it is. It is. So he time traveled. What? 
Oh, I thought he was going to be trapped in the bookshelf. <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> Doctor Who? Or when? I knew she was going to say when. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought my relationship yeah. was complicated. Oh! <laughs> what it says on her Facebook, relationship status is complicated. Yeah, married to a time traveler. <laughs> it looks like he doesn't have a machine or anything. He just goes. It just happens. I think he, she married a quantum leaper. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what's happening here, dude. It's the next, next jump. He'll go home. Well, it's like between episodes, he goes back home. Yep. He's washing the dishes, and then he fucking quantum leaps and into fucking... He's like... I can't. The fucking Ziggy got the code all fucked up. We can't get you out of here. It was always something with the code. And the, He's always slapping that calculator. Yeah, smacking the lights. Are, and it was just lights. He's over there hitting shit. I'm like, why don't you write down what they are? Maybe you'll fucking hit the right. There's always something with that shit, dude. It's like, it's like, this is American time travel. We don't need no stinking fucking vessel. Yeah. We go in mobile. Yeah, we are the vessel, it dude. definitely is American time travel when he that clip where he looks in the mirror and he's like, I'm retarded. Every, <laughs> yep, that's America. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a palm pilot here. Oh. The candy-colored clown. We got a little John Barenthal action here. You got me thinking Andrew Dice Clay now. What's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Was it porridge? Three, two, one, play. Come on. He looks like he's about to punish somebody. Yeah. Oh. We'll go home. You won't go to jail. Yeah. It's training day. Wire's a good show. Uh. You got that one dude having the internal struggle, you know? Yeah. I took an oath to protect. Hey, that's the chick from, uh, 
shit. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Black girl. We'll see her in something else. She's getting, she's taking some money too. I mean, it doesn't look bad. John Barenthal, you know, does not look bad at all. We all firebird action here. Just wait. I mainly put this in here just for that top comment, but you'll see. Ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. Uh-huh. Period pace. Are they gay? Yeah. Okay. No, that guy's comment. They're not gay, but it's kind of broke back mountainy. Oh, okay. I mean, they're out there. And ain't no chicks. He's like, if I jerk a dude off with a glove, does that make it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> but that comment, there's a guy that's like, he went through that. You remember when... I was like, not that kind of sissy. Yeah. This is that kind. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you get caught being gay, they kill you. So, or lock you up. Or... He's about to go tinker Taylor toy soldier on him, dude. Oh, that's sweet. <clears throat> So, Young U.S. Airman in the 1960s. Yeah. He said he was dealing with his emotions. Yeah. It doesn't look like my cup of tea, but it looks well acted, I guess. Yeah. Don't look bad, you know. Might have to podlock it. <laughs> mm, I wouldn't go that far. Trev's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll quit the podcast. Uh, assailant. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not even like that crazy about hetero romance movies, much less homosexual ones. So, I mean, it's just love movies in general that I'm just like, eh. Well, I'm, I'm going, going to war. 
Whoa, it depends on if the story but can move me. But I can't stop loving you, you know? Yeah. I mean, love conquers all, though. I mean, we that. can do that on the pod. No, nah, let's watch the next trailer. All right. Assailant. So I saw a clip. I think this movie is about to release here. This tra- the trailer's old, but I saw a clip from the movie, and I was like, "Is this a real movie?" And it's in the trailer. Okay. Um, it's just weird because this guy's like bullying. This you'll see. Let's fucking do it, man. Right, three, two, one, play. Apologize now. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, I'm a pilot fan. She looks familiar. Here it comes. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, big guy. <laughs> Or I'm gonna kick your ass. You just tripped my wife. Like that scene right there. He follows him. He's like, forgot your wallet last night. And when the guy goes over to him to get it, he just kicks his ass like that. And it's like, why? Why does he keep beating? Why, why is he bullying I, this dude? Why do I feel like the bad guy is discount Henry Rollins? <laughs> He's straight going Captain Ron on, dude. Total missed opportunity for a wounded man, she'll say to his assailant. If I live, I will kill you. I think I want to watch it. He's just fucking with this dude yeah, the whole troll. time. <laughs> He's a real life troll. Yeah, he's cucking him. I mean, <laughs> what if that's what he's getting around to? He's like, yeah. I want you to fuck your wife and I want to watch. And the guy's like, okay, will you stop <laughs> beating me up? Yeah. No, I'll I'm going to kick your ass you while you fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize to cool. Zoe now. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude. I don't like the tone, Calm dude. Down. You're out of pocket right now. I don't like the tone. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little intense, man. All right, gaslit. You ever get gaslit, dude? It's like, hey, boss. What's going on, man? This is about Watergate? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Gaslit. I don't let Twitter bother me, you know? Yeah. Gaslit. This is... You're looking kind of rough there. Three, two, one, play. I think you know the answer to that. Some special needs guy called and was like, hey, I think your lights are off.
Taron Brockovich. Brockovich, 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 Brockovich. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that would be a weird match up there. Brockovich, Brockovich, Brockovich. Barry Water. Because her southern accent is always antebellum. Savannah. Or molasses. I had two nephews that went to Savannah College of Art and Design. <laughs> you might know it as SCAD. Art and Design. The time period fits her, though. Yeah. Like, Oh, damn. They're not gaslighting her. They're straight gang stalking her ass. Yes, there were microphones in there. And oh, there were microphones, and you're about to delete some of the recordings, and that's going to kick everything <laughs> off. Yeah, so like why is the recordings missing? Not a crook. I'm not a crook. Don't know they're making this. No, nah, I didn't know anything about this. Okay. I saw the announcement. Over the week, but I didn't realize there was a damn trailer already. Like, yeah, right. Taking Bloodline. Played a little bit. It's going to be a lot of sick, fast martial arts anime. I didn't know there was much of a storyline to Tekken, though. But here we go. Three, two, one, play. It's Mortal Kombat, but everybody can come watch. Got that Pokemon kind of. He's like, nah. I'm about to go super slaying. <laughs> oh, shit. They were wrong about the date for 2012. <laughs> the Mians were wrong. Okay. All right, that's coming to Netflix. Twenty twenty two. You'll prove to me that you are worthy of your bloodline. I should be a voiceover artist. 
think I could do it. I do it on the weekends. On five. Pay good. Eh, Hell yeah, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got you. I got you. All right, we got the beta test. The beta test. The beta max. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They call it the beta max. Alright, three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm. Oh, Definitely not gonna go. You guys aren't going to the orgy? Oh, so they're both blindfolded. What if it's his wife that was in there? Like, she's trying to do the same yeah. thing. Oh, she's... Testing his ass. Yeah. It'd be a good way to test somebody before you marry him. He's a beta male. What's happening? I think he watched American Psycho to prepare for his role. Yeah. That's a pretty interesting idea for a movie, though. You know. I thought it was going to be about games. It kind of sounds like something, like, pulled out of someone's ass. Like, it's like, dude, would you go in a room blindfolded like, dude, out, dude. and fuck someone? <laughs> then you have no idea who it is, yeah. but they're blindfolded too. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you're both glory holing. It's like, yeah, but the, I mean, so it had to be some outside person that set both of them up. Exactly. But here's the thing, though, man. Like, if if I'm in that situation, right? And I get a card in the mail and it's like, oh, you know, Sexy you can have this in your area. Like, sexual encounter. Yeah. And it's going to be like no strings attached. It's just going to be like this fucking one and done thing. You show up, there's a blindfold on the fucking door. You put the blindfold on. Are you not at least taking I'm a peeking. look? I mean, yeah, exactly. I make sure it ain't a dude. Yeah. Well, That's not only me. that. That's but just like, me. That's what I'm saying. That's just me. I'm going to make sure. I mean, I'm not down with the blindfold thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, if I knew who it was and what was going on, oh, okay. but that's getting a little like, you know. But anyway, 
little um, daredevil fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but if I show up to this, like, okay, I'm married, right? Mm-hmm. And if I get this card in the mail and I decide to go through with it, which I probably wouldn't because I'd be afraid I'd catch AIDS or something. Or get but yeah, and I'm married. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like this movie is based on the premise that you look at all of your mail. Yeah, I definitely don't do that. Like, you um, take one good look at that, most of the time people are going to be like, eh. It yeah. had to be somebody that knows him because they had his P.O. Throwing it, throwing it away with the dealership advert that says, I just want a new car, come down to the lot, you yeah. know? <laughs> I think that this is something. See, this would be something that I would ask you guys. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, Hear me hey, out. guys, if, if somebody sent For you a, a card dollars. in the mail. No. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> like, yeah no. that's exactly. <laughs> but um I mean I think when that movie has me interested enough to actually want to watch it. Like who it's sent him the card? Kind of set up. Yeah. Did, was it the wife that sent the card or was it you know some weird fucking yeah, matchmaker? What was that bitch doing at that restaurant? Was she stood up well, and started acting crazy? Well, he said that like he's afraid that it could be any chick, right? Yeah. So he's having like the this like mental breakdown to where like now every time he sees a chick, he's like, yeah, and they start reacting in a way to where like it was this crazy sex or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I might have to watch it just to get the clarification of who sent the letter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch the mystery recap. Somebody yeah. comes in. Somebody walks in, you're watching it, and you're like, Griffin, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, I gotta know, man. Yeah, he's like, I gotta yeah. know. On this episode of Mystery Recap, we find out who sent yeah. the letter. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, man. That Because knowing who sent the letter mm-hmm. is is the most crucial part that's all that of movie the has story. Going for it. like, it's the resolution yeah. of the film. Yeah. What if you don't find because out? Then oh. I'm going to... I'm leaving it a negative review. What if, and I never what if, but, but like, no, what if it ends ominously where it's like you get the paragraph that makes you creeped out at the end where it's like there are 15 million, you know, random letters sent to people all over huh. the U.S. No one knows where they came from. And you're like, what the fuck? The Directed by this guy. <laughs> yeah. There's at least 6,000 active volcanoes yeah. in the world that we know about. Yeah, and at least one that we don't. I mean, but anyway, I'm I'm done with that. I'm, I I want to watch it to see what's going on. So yeah, but yeah, blank sci-fi. If it ain't got oh, the Wayans brothers, I ain't watching it. I think this is a sequel to Blank Check. Oh man, that's even better. All right, three, two, one, play. All caps, blank. Somebody's fapping. Oh, they're dialing. <laughs> because the, you hear that guy, you hear that boy be like talking to the girl from Blank Chat, be like, Remember when I was a boy and you kissed me and that's as far as it went? I'm back to finish the job. Do you read Sutter Kane? Is that Carrie Ann Moss? 
I don't know. Let's see. One of them. Mm-hmm. I want to read her. Yeah, especially if she like that. Is she fucking dying or something? Did y'all notice she had that thing on the side of her head a minute ago? Yeah. She's beta testing. It's the Shining, but solo edition. Dude, that's so what's his name? Brady? Yeah. She's gone on a retreat to cure her writer's block. It's a full AI retreat. And the shit's malfunctioning. It looks like she's reading the work and becoming... Yeah. You know. Sutter Kane? One of the characters, yeah. You never go full Kane. Nah, dude. You can Sutter. (laughs) Just Sutter quietly, Sutter no Kane. Yeah. Sutter out. Anyway. <laughs> All right, we've got Watcher. Who watches the Watcher? He's a Watcher, isn't he? Isn't he watching real good, watch. isn't he? He's the Watchiest Watcher, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is. All right. Three, two, one, play. <clears throat> lot of companies so much lot pollution oh there's a guy somebody's watching <laughs> why do you sleep with the fucking blinds open yeah you city types. nobody does that shit watching the watcher when you're a stranger <laughs> <laughs> When you're a watcher, you hang up windows. Windows seem thicker. She looks familiar. Is that Lovely Bones? He goes up and it says that blow up doll like from Home Alone, and dude's like, the two can to the girl. It's the chick from It Follows. That's why she looks familiar. And Honey Boy. What? Weirdest Marvel film ever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. Yeah, 
is Jessica Bill back? Dude, I'm just saying right. if I want if I want candy doesn't kick in. I mean, here's the bill, okay? I know Anyway. Damn, they should have put that in the It's a serious trailer, though. Oh, okay. But it have it Thriller. Right? Heard that zombie walking. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Let's see what's the deal. With the, we'll see what the deal with the bill is. Yeah, what's the bill? Deal? All right. Three, two, one, play. He's holding up. Was it like the eighties? Hey, y'all. Choir practice. That show she did called The Center was good. It's like a serious gemstones. I've been impressed with Jessica Biel's serious stuff because she's. This looks in line with that show that she did, and that, that was that was legit. A miniseries. This looks like something I'm gonna end up watching. Uh, Based on a true story, whether I picked it or not, you know. Yeah. Both of you probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> she's forty. Wow, she's Hold she looks on. good. A yeah. very British scandal, isn't it? Eating it. I heard porch from Hufflepuff. A bastard, and I dropped it. I think this has a uh, this the one. Yeah, you bastard. It's got a fucking vision in it. Betney, oh. yeah. Oh, Bat Boy. I think so. <laughs> Betney ain't in it much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overload. Your decaps on that one, dude. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> the fuck she got an. He called her Satan. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the ship of Theseus? He's cheeky. Oh. Stylish drama. It do have pan ass, I will say. Yeah. Ooh, he knows he can't be caught. Can you prove it?
Did that say deliciously dark? Yeah. Like dark chocolate. Yeah. Scrum diddly unctuous. He had to go off and make a serious thing so he could keep his wits about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. He can't just do Marvel. Doesn't look bad, though. It looks like they hate each other. Yeah, well, that's how most marriages are. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. So y'all remember we watched the trailer for about three months ago? Yeah. Um, Looks she's she's all interdimensional. Yeah, this has some new. It, it's a short clip, but it had some stuff that wasn't in the other trailer. I was like, oh, that's cool. Definitely right. interested to see it. I want to see it. March twenty fifth is the release date. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Mm -hmm. Day twenty four too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Three, two, one, play. It's a short clip. Interesting. Is that the kid from the Goonies? Either that or Dr. Jones. Yeah, right. Dr. Yeah. Jones. It is the kid from the Goonies. It is. Dr. I fucking Jones. knew it. Dr. Jones. I fucking knew it, dude. I want to see that. It like real bad. Yeah, it does, Rob. It looks silly goose, man. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking, with that voice, that kid's had that same voice since yeah. he was, you know, Dr. Like Jones. He He's like, I'm going to explain something to you. I'm going to say it like this. I'm never going to get too loud. I'm never going to get too quiet. You know? Yeah. Perfect. It's going to be enough personal and impersonal that you'll just, you'll just listen. You'll, you'll hang on to every word I say. And I could be talking about shitting on a napkin dude. and you're going to love it. That should be a whole, that's like, you know, like a whole podcast where you just do 10, 20, whatever. You just tell a story, but it's just like that. You never. You're always, you bring it in, you know, you do the whole so thing, I, everything you talk I, about is like. You do the, you're like, so I was squatting in this bush, right? Almost like you're <laughs> okay. whispering to somebody, you know? Yeah. There was a, rab was a rabbit like, beside me. It's the best podcast for hangovers. I stepped on a twig and it scampered off. I'm like, that's not a twig. And I was like, I can't go there. There's too many brush, like thorns. Yeah. I'm a human. I can't do that. I'm not a borrower. I'm a walker. I need a machete. I've got no edge. <laughs> See, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> just fucking Keep riff going. Yeah. Just riff alone. And then it just, when it, the story's over, that's it. Episode one, you know? So there I was, breaking twigs, smoking cigs. And I was just staring at that rabbit thinking, man, if I could just get 10, just, 15. Yeah. How lucky would Maybe. I be if I could get a real rabbit's foot? And I mean, how many people could go home and say, I caught a rabbit with my bare fucking hands, dude? Like, no trap needed. <laughs> no trap I, needed. I, 
I fucking lapped my ancestors like a hundred years and that one simple grab, I just reached out and took it. <laughs> That's anyway. the moral of the story there at the end. You're like, sometimes in life, you just have to reach out and take stuff. Shallop, you know? <laughs> That's the whole thing. Shallop Buff was on to something here. It wasn't just a meme. You will not the yellow wallpaper. I like this comment down here. It says, what the hell? Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moochie face. Let's do a three, two, one. Play. I saw this while we were on here. And I was like, that wasn't up today because it dropped like two hours ago. Uh Riding on a fucking airplane with a crying baby is bad enough. Could you imagine being on a fucking wagon? No. It's going to take 12 hours to get there. Don't go in there. Yeah, that's a dungeon, dude. You're not skilled to do that yet. We have to level up. Oh, the yellow wallpaper. What the hell? First off, why are you sleeping dead ass in the center of the room? But everyone knows that in Hollywood, pale skinned red haired women are fucking psychos. What? That was a cool shot. It was. She needs to get out of that room. Makes it look like she's I mean, jaundice. I mean, this bitch don't know what frisbees are. gonna eat it <laughs> based off of a book they said short story never heard of it she chews on the wallpaper tastes like jaundice yeah the last one that is the last one. Oh, all right so we're yeah we're gonna return back to our regular regularly scheduled programming our ra Raggler scheduled. Yeah. American Psycho. Man. And my EP going Psycho. <laughs> yep. I watched it, dude. I've been watching a lot of videos on American Psycho, too. There's a video that I watched earlier that I'll send you guys about the fucking development hell that this movie went through. Yeah. It was like... <clears throat> like, they they bought the rights to the book in like 92, I think it was. And they were work. Yeah. Uh, and they were working on like trying to get everything, you know, set up 
so they got the director locked in. They got the um, one iteration of the movie was going to be written by uh, Ellis, and then he fucking dipped out. At one point, they had Oliver Stone attached Whoa. to direct. Yeah, that like there was a ton of people that has that was attached to direct this stuff, well, this film. Imagine, yeah, how know, different right? this movie would be. Yeah, oh, the it, it. I always thought out of all of it, the one of the craziest things was uh, how Ellis was able to take a serial killer and <clears throat> do all the horrible things that he that that Bateman does. But it's all still this weird critique of the modern world at that time during the eighties, like during like the yuppie movement, you know, you have the eighties cokehead people, like yeah. it was where where you know kind of like showing how no matter mm-hmm. what period in time you're at, the elite people and yeah. you know, there it's all just a big uh who's the story topper, who who's the best, who's got you yeah. know and just that with this really shattered individual such as Bateman and looking yeah. at it through his eyes is a fucking trip. There, he released a novel in um, 2015, I think. Let me let me look it up. Hold on. And I don't know if you knew about this. Christian not, Bale did? No. Um... um uh, Brett Easton Ellis this is in 2005 called Lunar Park. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. Okay, Lunar Park. I didn't know this existed. Lunar Park is about him releasing American Psycho, and it's all based on a real person. So in the novel, Patrick Bateman is trying to kill him. Oh, he oh. goes on to have uh, other novels that intersect with Bateman. Yeah, it's not. It, you know, the stories are drastically different or whatever. But like, American Psycho was pretty much Bateman's backstory, right? So, I didn't. It's really know. cool. Yeah, came out in two thousand five. His last uh, novel came out in twenty ten. Um, I will. I will say this though about the movie, uh, since it's still fresh on your mind, Griff. You know how, <clears throat> how like when he's talking about Genesis yes. or music or like how he just he's very long winded. He goes on and on and on and on about it. Yeah, it's worse than the book. Like the book will almost drive you crazy reading it because there was like three pages of Patrick. Bateman's character monologuing about Whitney Houston like it's it's fucking crazy yeah. and then you'll flip you'll flip the page and then he's talking about how like twisting the knife in this homeless person and just like talking all this shit to him in his like face like looking him dead in the eyes the fucking light goes out dude like it's when it flip flops it's it's psychotic like as the name of the book implies dude yeah Jenna you had a podcast <laughs> No. Yeah, they just had Kanye West on there, Marilyn Manson, Judd Apatow, Kevin Smith. Oh. It started in 2013. Some of the newer stuff has since moved behind uh, some type of paywall. Yeah. Patreon, but he had Ivan Reitman. Like, That's cool. Old. I might check that out. Yeah. I'd like to hear him talk uh, about American Psycho a little bit. 
Well, I've always wanted to read the book, and it's not a very long book at all. But I've never, I've always looked for it. Don't don't let the don't let that fool you. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a dry read, man. It really is. Like yeah, the ghastly things are absolutely detailed and grim and all of that. But it's you're gonna there, there's moments that you're gonna have to just trudge your way through it. Yeah. Like it definitely, uh, it has its dry spells, but it's really, it's all just like in the movie, man. It's all building up to just that big mental breakdown he has. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. I mean, like I said, it's been a little while since I've watched it, you know, since this last time I watched it and I don't know, dealing with life, dealing with people and all this kind of stuff Real like pain. yeah it definitely factors into yeah you know how you perceive things as you get older um so i'm I'm interested to talk about it man and we've had a few movies where it's like man this movie hit different this time yeah right yeah it's funny how and this happened. one and this one definitely hit different because like just what drives and motivates this character and almost how like relevant it is to the way that things drive people now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You know, so, but anyway, we'll get into that next week. All right. So. Checks on the mail.